All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their fitness business. I'm super excited because we have a guest from all the way over in another area of the world. He's actually the first person I've interviewed in this country. He's the number one fitness business coach in Cyprus, or I hope he is anyway, I'm claiming you are. And that says something because if you can make money in the Greek economy, you're pretty good at what you do, right? You're probably perfectly sorted for for our environment here. And the thing with this man, he doesn't just you know t- uh, help trainers in Cyprus, he travels the world. He runs seminars for fitness professionals. They travel the world to see him. He's got clients from all over the world, helps thousands and thousands of trainers. I've, um, this is the first time I've actually chatted to him. So could be really good, could be really bad, but what I'm gonna aim from what I see on his personal Facebook profile. That's how I've connected with this man. And his personal Facebook profile is basically like a paid membership service. I've been a member of membership sites that aren't as good as his personal Facebook profile. So make sure you jump over and and add him here. That's what I do for fun these days. I used to muck around on Netflix, but now I just go and read, um, read this person's posts. And his specialty is helping fitness pros scale without trading time for dollars. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Justin Devonshire. Justin, how are you? Hey, Jonah, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for the uh, amazing intro. <laughs> oh, I just I just read it straight off your website anyway, so it was easy for me. Um, Justin, I didn't tell you this, but I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. I'm putting you on the spot here, but have you got one for us? Um, is it dream as if you live forever and live as if you'll die today? Yes, I love that one. I'm a huge fan of that. So well done for picking that up on the spot. Now, Justin, <laughs> I like to start all my podcasts off with a little bit, a uh, little bit of an introduction about you. Now, I obviously follow you on Facebook. I know that you're legit. What can you tell my my audiences? Feel free to blow your own horn here. You can take as long as you want. You can go as quick as you want. But just tell us a little bit about, I guess, your story, how you started off, and where you got to now. Cool. So uh, just to go back um, on, on the intro a little bit. So I am, you could say the number one fitness business coach in Cyprus. I'm probably the only fitness business coach in Cyprus. The only one so, English anyway, right? Uh, yeah. And I've lived here for 10 years uh, and I'll get into that in just a second. Um, and I've, yeah, I, I have run a successful um, studio over here. Actually, most of our gyms are actually in the UK right now. Um, which I still go over, go to every month. Um, and like you said, you know, we, we have trainers flying in, we do seminars right now. We're doing none of that. Um, <laughs> but when the world goes back to normal, um, that's how it is. I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm from the UK originally. I got into fitness around, uh, well, I've been in fitness all my life. I was teaching martial arts by the time of, uh, when I was eight, 18 or 19, I actually started running a martial arts academy at that age when um, I became a black belt. And uh, those who do martial arts will know then that 
you can generally step up and you're encouraged to lead your own class for the organization then. And I never wanted to do that, to be honest. I just wanted to do it for myself. Um, but my instructor put me on the spot and, um, and said, basically, you're going to start leading a class. Uh, I was like, nah, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and I turned up to our session um, the next day and, and then he wasn't there. And I got a text saying, I'm not coming. You lead the class um, because you can do it. Uh, and I did. And I actually started to think, I, okay, this is pretty cool. Uh, I branched off and started my own martial arts academy. And, and I was 19, 20 years old. I was a complete idiot back then. I didn't have any clue what I was doing. Back then? How? Uh, hmm? I was going to say, um, you said back then, things have changed since then or? Well, a little bit, but, um, <laughs> but, but you know, what I mean is I didn't have a clue what I was doing, never intended to grow a business. And then somehow, um, without you know, ever looking into business or marketing or anything, really, I ended up having three academies with about 80 uh, students in each. You know, I was charging about $3 a session, but, you know, for a 19 year old, that, that kind of thing adds up. And I basically was meant to be in university college at the time. And I would, I would skimp on all my lectures and I just, just drive, drive and do my martial arts classes uh, four or five times a week. And, and I was probably, you know, earning the same money as my parents at that time. Um, but I had no concept of a business or entrepreneurship. I was just doing something I loved, doing fun ideas and things I thought would work. I was giving uh, iPod shuffles and things like that back in the day as prizes. And I was you know, printing off my own flyers and going door to door. I just kind of assumed that's just what you do, right? And, and, it, and it grew. And I, I never really, you know, treated as a business. And, and one day my, my parents and a lot of social conditioning kind of says to you, you know, this is all great, but you should start thinking about getting a real job right now. And so I didn't know any different. It's like, yeah, okay. And uh, fitness was the only thing really. I, I, I dropped out of college. I, I was fine in college. I just didn't, nothing interested me. Um, just the fitness I'd learned for myself. I got into strength conditioning, first of all, um, working with MMA fighters and athletes and martial artists and things like that. Uh, and then later transitioned to the, the mainstream fitness um, arena. And uh, what's interesting about my journey and, and why I think we've done so um, pretty good since then and, and, and our mentees and people think my perspective is very different to a lot of kind of like people out there is that um, I'm not so much like a marketing coach because I, I've, I've tackled this industry as an employee in fitness, as, as I've been self-employed, I've been a business owner and now an investor in fitness companies. And when you see it from all those stages, then you see the whole spectrum of things, um, not like a one-dimensional thing, like marketing is the answer, social media is the answer, sales is the answer, service is the answer. No, they're all the answer. You have to do all of them. Uh, and so that's where I started to learn over time. I, I started working in fitness my first job about 12 years ago in the UK. And I started learning from the guys a lot of the guys in America, a lot of the, the, the kind of the big mentors now, the, um, Chris McComb, Sam Bakhtiar, Bedros Kulian, a lot of those guys now who have become close personal friends of mine, which is amazing. And I was just learning what they were doing. I was applying it in the gym in the UK. Um, before long, the, the owner just gave me the keys and he was like, you just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and, and he was raking the money. But like most trainers here, I was doing a good job, but I wasn't really appreciated for that. And there was no way for me to grow in that company. So I left to become self-employed. And that's the truth. That's something we'll probably might touch on today is that 
none of us none of us really ever wanted to be entrepreneurs or business owners i always thought business owners that's what richard branson does that's what like mark cuban does that's i'm not some tech guy i'm not some old billionaire with gray hair um you know i I just want to be a coach and make good money on it and work on my own terms and that and working for yourself as i learned is not the same as running a business Uh, and that's what that's definitely one thing we're all we're all tackling right now uh, and so I, I became self-employed. I moved over to Cyprus, which is a Mediterranean little island over here. Um, you know, everyone speaks Greek. There's a huge expat English community here as well. So I wanted to go and live in the sun. Australia was actually first on my list when I was younger, but the visas and it was a little complicated and expensive. And so I just came over to this Mediterranean island in, in Europe. But I've been here 10 years. I loved it straight away. I opened up my first boot camp on a patch of grass illegally on a, on, a, on a holiday complex and I would do it early in the morning before anyone would come. And um, again, just took what I learned from martial arts, knocking on doors, going around, totally organic. And before long, I built that up to about uh, like a, like a $9,000, $10,000 a month recurring revenue. Um, not a business, it was still a job. <laughs> uh, everything depended on me. And that's when um, actually had a, we had a family emergency then. And um, I got the news that my mother back in the UK had been diagnosed with a brain tumor. So we had to, you know, just refund all the clients. I had to jump back on a plane, come back indefinitely. Um, didn't really know what was going on. Um, and unfortunately, my, my mother recovered. She got back on her feet. I was in the UK for about nine months to a year. But one of the things that it, it showed me was that I never really had a business and everything I'd spent a year and a half building literally fell to dust the minute I couldn't be there. And that's when I got very interested. I, I, I realized then, okay, I've, I've learned enough from the marketing guys. I know enough about funnels and sales and all the stuff that FitPros are given today, which is all brilliant stuff. But I realized that does not help you grow or sustain or keep a business whatsoever. It just gives you more, you just stop being, uh, you, you, you stop being a full-time trainer and you also become a full-time marketer and your business needs that, but it, it, it can't only rely on that. And so I started learning from books then about, okay, how do Starbucks do it? How do McDonald's do it? How do real companies duplicate what they do without the founder being the one to actually be there cleaning the floors and doing, doing everything? How do you lead a team? How do you put systems in place? How do you manage the finances? Um, how do you have long-term strategy in place? And uh, and then I went, I came back to Cyprus about a year later, rebuilt the studio um, again. I, I took on a partner this time who would work in the business, do most of the coaching, so I could work on the business and do most of the strategy, planning, the marketing stuff as well. Uh, and then later I sold that business to him, kind of sold the studio to him. I was getting a lot more requests from trainers around the world asking me, you know, how did I do this? How did I do that? Uh, I started then just going around, doing some seminars, doing some coaching. And um, soon after then is when I actually began doing kind of um, equity partnerships or investing. uh, I met a couple of fit pros who had great potential, I thought, as entrepreneurs. I could see that drive in them, that passion that they would take action and do whatever it took. They were coachable, but I could just give them, you know, rather than they make all the same mistakes I did for the last couple of years, I could just work with them, um, become business partners with them. We do it together. 
Um, we then opened up another facility in, in Europe. This was 2015. So we opened our my first kind of large scale tr uh, transformation center of about three to four thousand square feet, and um, that was the first time that I wasn't working in the business. I wasn't. I retired from coaching. I was just managing and leading and being there. Uh, we took that to like a thirty thirty five thousand dollar a month revenue within within ninety days of opening. Um, uh, and then since then, I've done the same thing. We have different gyms. We have four locations in the UK right now. We've got two more due to open <laughs> before all this started. We'll have two more opening. Uh, and now, because of this situation, you know, some businesses are, 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 are thriving. Others are struggling or surviving. We are going into the PT apocalypse, which we do need an honest, frank discussion about because all you get on social media is just motivational stuff and everything's good, which is fine. There's a lot of opportunity here, but this is recession. There's going to be casualties and there is going to be a PT apocalypse. And we need to talk about that and, and how, what it really means and what you can do about it. Um, and, and because of that, now we're, we're growing our brand even more across the UK. We're, we're looking to acquire some of our, some of our local competitors uh, who, Found they can't run the businesses they're in over their heads and we're looking at just mergers acquisitions um, collaborations right now to further our brand um, and uh, that's the natural life cycle of businesses basically so this is my actually third recession um, I had first recession was when I was working in the gym in the UK in 09 08 09 then a recession hit Cyprus in 2013 and the banks went under here and got claimed by the government. And, and so this is my third rodeo, let's say in a recession where people are losing their jobs, they can't come in. So I'm not losing my head as much as other people just because I've, and if you plan to be in business longer than 10 years, you're gonna, you're gonna come through a recession. These things happen every 10 years. So, um, and this is what I think is missing from the industry right now is, is most people just teaching like how, you know, fitness business coaches, like, Marketing is different. Marketing is a very speciality thing and that's going to last forever. But people kind of telling you how to be like being fitness business coaches, they've only ever had a business in the last three to five years. Most of them, it actually isn't a business because if they stopped working, the business wouldn't keep growing. My four gyms are in a different country to where I live and they grow every day. I check in with my team every day. Most of these guys teaching fitness business, they haven't built their own business yet. And even if they are doing pretty well, they haven't even been through a recession. So they've only built their business in the last five years, which to be honest, has been the easiest time in history ever to grow a business. And so they've only ever lived through this phantom good economy. And now suddenly we're in a bad economy where you really have to go through business challenges. All these guys have like vanished from my newsfeed all of a sudden. Yeah. So that's interesting. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to I want to deliver to Fit Pros, and I hope I am delivering like advice and strategies that work in the long term, that will um, help you now in in short term, but also give you the, the the foresight to to help you navigate such challenges as this again, because you will come into we're just starting a recession right now. Um, this this lockdown is not going to be the end like fit pros think when the, when the lockdown lifts it's going to be back to normal we're all going to run around and hug and high five and rainbows and lollipops again and it's not there's going to be a fallout after this um of the risk of economic just alone people will keep losing their jobs 
and um, you need to be prepared for the rest of this year and the next three to five years going forward as well. Yes. So that's my biography right there. <laughs> Fascinating. And it's, um, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, because my, my favorite topic is what you mentioned there, which is all about uh, running a business that will run without you being there. Now, I think that's probably the most important topic that my audience would love to hear about. Where I'm thinking we go from here, Justin, is maybe we expand on that a little bit in the economy today. So we say, hey, this is what's going on today. This is what I recommend you do that'll help you today, but also will set you up in future long term. It, maybe you can give us your, your top five tips and we can have a little bit of a chat about that. Would something like that work? Yeah, totally. Where do we start, yeah. Justin? Someone's well, let's look at where let's look at where most PTs are right now as we speak. And you're, you're probably from what I'm I'm, I'm mentoring over 150 fit pros right now, um, and just from scouting out our local comp competitors and conversations we're having and what I'm seeing online, you're 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 pretty much in one of two categories right now i would say gen grossly generally and you've got category number one is going to be the much smaller kind of top 10 15 percent uh is where you are somewhat sustainable you you know in, in a recession right now like this that the main thing is keeping the lights on right keeping keeping your paying your bills and pay or, or at least paying yourself if you have no leases or overheads left to pay and you'll get some government grants and things but in our business for example we've got you know we've got 10 full-time employees we've got four locations to pay for we still have thousands of pounds a month of overheads that have to be paid um whether we can use the facilities or not so you're either in that in that business where you're more established as, as a company you're probably doing you know over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year you probably have at least two two to five um, or more employees or contractors, and you probably have at least 60 to 100 plus, or probably about 80 plus clients at, at this rate, um, 80 into the hundreds, and you're more established. And, you know, in some ways, it can be tougher for you in this point. People think that we're doing, oh, we're doing the best, but actually, we, we, I'm, I'm grateful to be in this position, but we, the bigger you are, the harder you fall, and there's a lot more to lose, right? So, it is more of, a, more of a balancing act for us right now. And, and our priority in this stage is just to make it through these next three months and get back to normal. So we have 300 clients. We've transitioned to an online program at the same rate that we charge anyway, because one, one of the key principles in a recession is uh, you don't drop your prices. You keep them up and you add more value. So many fit pros have just started becoming charity cases. I don't, I don't like I'm not making any money, so I'm going to give away a three a free 30 day program, and it's like, well, and and people say like, Justin, what do you think about me doing that? And I say it's it's lovely of you. I've got a business to run, but if you're getting into the charity game, like it's a great, you know, um, good for you. It's it's a good thing to help out people right now. Um, so, but a, a business runs on customers who have money at the end of the day, not the ones who can't pay you. Um, so, so we have to retain our. 300 plus clients at that rate uh, to break even, cover our costs, keep making some profit. Uh, and that's our focus. So our focus is on defense. And defense is all about managing your, you know, protecting your cash flow to make sure you're, you're covering those, those bills. 
Um, and we'll get deeper into how we do that in just a sec. That will be the minority of, of, of Fit Pros, but you want to make sure you don't lose everything you've built. I've seen so many posts already, people with four, five, six locations just saying that they're not going to make it alive out of this. They're going to be closing down for good. And that's 10 years of work all gone because there was a few mistakes they made in the running of their business, which we'll talk about. Um, that's kind of scenario number one. Um, if you're in scenario number two, which is maybe you've got 20 to 30 clients, um, a lot of semi-private and one-on-one PTs will be in this position where you've probably lost a bigger percentage of your recurring clients right now. If you do semi-private or above, maybe maybe at best you retain 50% of your clients, whereas with large groups, we're able to retain maybe 80-90%. So it seems a bit worse for you in that position, or if you're just doing a large group, but you've only just started out and you know, you've you're in, you're in a school or you're, you don't have any overheads to pay right now. So essentially you have maybe 20 clients still working with you, but you have no overheads to pay. You've got no staff to pay. You just got to make some money for yourself and, and train them from home. It, it can seem a lot worse and it can seem a lot more daunting. Like where do you go from here? But actually you have the biggest opportunity in the world right now in the world. I'm unbelievably so jealous of some fit pros who are like, you know, PTs, like I had 20 semi-private clients. I've lost 15 of them. Um, what do I do now? I'm, I'm screwed. And I'm like, no, you have everything ahead of you. You know, um, you can do what you like, how you like, and, and massively take advantage of, of the opportunities that this situation does have and you have to go on the offense of driving new sales driving new growth blowing up your brand posting 50 pieces of day content marketing slam gary v in your in your ears and just go go all out basically because you can literally clean up while nobody else is looking right now mm. and so um that's the kind of two situations you're in um i don't know and i want to give some strategies for each one because they're very different strategies where would you like me to start? Let's start with let's start with number one, I think, because we started with number one there. I, I will say probably, uh, and you were correct there, where most of my listeners will be number two. So let's do let's do. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about number one, but yeah, we'll also spend a bit of time on number two as well. And number one is interesting because it's very simple but not easy, right? The, the the quote I've been screaming from the rooftops the last two to three years is that 90% of fitness professionals and by extension gym owners do not have more than nine, more than one month of operating cash flow in the bank. Operating cash flow is the amount of money you have in profit, basically, uh, or your business bank account has in it um, that would cover how many months or you could stay open or the run rate of your business. So the, the run rate or operating cash flow is if it costs me £10,000 a month to cover all the expenses of my studio, which includes paying myself as well, if I'm paying myself 3K a month, if I've got 2K in payroll, I've got 4K lease, I've got 1,000 marketing, um, whatever the break-even point is before profit, it, it, um, your operating cash flow or run rate is how many months equivalent of that do you have? So how long could your business afford to pay everything even if no new revenue was coming in tomorrow. But most 90% of business owners, they have less than one month, which means they're still living hand to mouth every 30 days. And 
I've, it's kind of freaky. I had a video I put out about a year ago on my YouTube where we did a seminar in London and I showed people that I've always had in mind, like this is how we manage our finances and run our financial goals if our gyms were forced to close tomorrow, right? <laughs> I, I'm, there's no conspiracy. I didn't plan this or anything. But um, we, I've always had that mentality of like the gym is the biggest liability for a fitness business owner. You need to be able to run your business as if you didn't even depend on the gym, right? And so, so basically most fit pros, it means they're, they're not making as much money as they should be or they're, they're spending. The, the problem with fit pros is you know, they're, they're building their gyms to take money out and spend it on stupid shit they can't afford to impress people they don't like. And they're not building a company to reinvest into it. I mean, people will ask me, I'll say very openly, you know, people say, just how much, like, how much money do you make, right? From your four gyms, consulting, seminars, investment deals. I'll be very honest. Me, I'm, I take a 60,000 a year salary. I make 60,000. My businesses make more than 10 times that, but I make 60,000. And there's this myth in, in fitness that if you have a 10K a month business, you're going to take and spend 10K. And, you know, um, you, you're probably going to be more lucky to take 10 to 15% of your gross income, of your gross revenue as, as a thing. So if you're doing 10K a month, you're probably on about 1,000 a month to live on. Mm. If you're going to be growing, if you're taking more than that, if you're making 10K a month and you're taking and spending 5,000 a month, you'll have a lovely looking Instagram profile, but your business is never going to grow because you're, you're, you're starving it of all the oxygen and you care more about taking it now and using it as your personal ATM bitch. Whereas me, I've been frugal for many years. I've reinvested everything back into my business. Um, and so it, it's been able to, I've used that money just to grow and grow and grow it um, and keep the money in the profit account. So we, we predicted this recession was, was going to be happening in 2020 not in this way or this fast or, or artificially, but we, we knew it was, it was, we were due for a recession. And so we spent the last two years aggressively doing paid in full deals, not getting complacent. You know, when we get to a hundred members, 200 members, it's easy to take your foot off the, off the gas and say, well, we can coast along now um, because the monthly recurring revenue amount is there. We're make, we're covering our costs plus making 20% on top. And that's the biggest flaw. That's still a vanity metric in business. The real number one number is here, yeah, but how many months of cash do we have in reserve if we couldn't make any money tomorrow or if, or if our gym is burned down or if, you know, we get some really bad publicity falsely or if a coronavirus hits, right? Um, and we've saved up, we've saved up around nine to 12 months of operating cash. And, I, and I've been teaching my, my mentees the same thing. You need to have a minimum, the first goal in business is, is to have a minimum three-month run rate. Mm. So if it costs you 10K a month right now to run your business and pay yourself, you need 30K in the bank before you start splashing your cash around. Three to six months of cash flow mitigates you from risks, but six to 12 months, which is ideal, very hard to do, but it's ideal um, so three to six months will mitigate, will protect you from risks and downside in your business, such as being closed for three months, but having six to 12 months allows you also to maximize opportunities. Mm. So if you've got three to six months in, in the bank, then maybe you'll get through this period, cover all your costs and you'll come out kind of the same. You'll just have to build up those reserves. There's nothing, there's no buffer zone in the tank. There's no safety net for you anymore. 
you better get back to, to collecting the cash again. If you're in a position like where we are with six to 12 months, not only can we easily cover those costs, but we have basically what we call a shopping fund right now. And so when the other six to 12 locations, competitors around us are going to go horribly wrong in this period, and they already are, we can swoop in, almost save the businesses, give a cash injection, take equity, uh, and take the reins in ownership. Um, and so we are going to then capitalize and come out better because of this. Uh, and that's how, that's how business cycles work. You know, like it, it becomes a monopoly. So Amazon and Facebook will be, think of many companies they're going to acquire right now. How many tech startups have great apps and great potential, but now they've just been fucked in the ass by this. Facebook can come in and say, well, you know, we offered you a billion for that app last year. Now we're offering you, you know, um, you know, uh, 60 million, take it or leave it. <laughs> They'll take it. And Facebook will, will, will swallow up those companies um, because they can run them better. So that's the position we're in. It's all about cash flow. Um, you need to be retaining your clients as much as possible. Um, and uh, and one of the ways we've retained our clients so well, and they're paying us the same rate for the online program, is that is that it's not about fitness right now. Don't try and do the perfect on, an online fitness program because no one really cares about a six-pack right now. None of your clients care about competing in a physique competition right now. What people need on a biological human need level more than ever right now is social connection, entertainment, fun. And so we've added in to our virtual online gym membership, essentially, we do quiz nights, we've done a DJ set, we do prize giveaways. We're partnering with local businesses and, and getting them to donate prizes, which gives exposure and some revenue to local companies who, who aren't as fortunate as us to be able to, to still trade in this time. And um, we're getting media news coverage because of this. So it's really about giving that social inclusion. We do uh, virtual coffee mornings, bringing people together. And, and this is what they'll really thank you for right now. The workouts can be minimal. The workouts can be basic. Don't worry about that too much. But give something more because people can get free workouts anywhere online. Give them a social club right now, social connection. Help them with that loneliness and boredom. And that's the best chance you're going to have of, of keeping those clients. Because like, when it comes to the end of the month and they've got to pay $97 again, they're not going to pay that just to get three more workouts a week. But they are going to pay it because I love checking in with the girls at the coffee morning or I love jumping on with the guys to do the, 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 the pub quiz night or, or you know, just the fun stuff and the giveaways. And we're sending as much stuff in the mail as we can. We, we just ordered 400 resistance bands and sent them with a thank you note to all our clients, right, which they love. They post on social media. Um, so it's little touches like that is reinvesting in your clients. And I see a lot of gym owners who have, you know, 100 plus clients and they're underestimating what it's going to take to retain these people. And they're putting all their money into marketing. And you should do some marketing, definitely. But, but for us, like, uh, offense and getting getting 50 new people is not as important to us as retaining our 400 people. And so I'd rather put that market, most of that marketing budget in buying stuff or paying my employees more to spend more time. We're doing one-on-one -on -one phone call check-ins twice a week with all our clients. That costs us money with payroll because we, we, we were getting our team to... Um, also, it's important about this. We're not furloughing anyone either. So... Our, we're, we're not taking 
that 80% thing from the government. We're saying, no, we're not going to cut costs just to make some money later. We're going to pay our staff. We have the money for it. We're self-sufficient. We're not going to rely on the government for that. And we're going to make use of that investment by having our team be on the phone about two hours a day to all our, all our clients because re- retention retaining 95% is the number one thing that will just get us through this and, and just get us back to normal. So that if you're in that position, you have to look at defense first. Wow. Pretty much. So much good info there. Let me give a really quick recap because there was just so much good info there. My advice, actually, if you're in that position, just rewind 10 minutes and watch that again and again and again. But I'll give some really good takeaways that just that I got from Justin then. The first one was the buffer. And it's very interesting you say that because I've always ran with a three-month buffer, right? For, for the reason that you mentioned before, where it's like, I always thought, okay, if something happens and I can live my life for or run my business for, and I use this both in business and in my personal life as well, right? So I've got a personal buffer, business buffer too. And if I can run that for three months, I feel I can get through anything, right? I can come up with something in three months. But when you mentioned that opportunity, I was just thinking today, I was like, man, you know, there's probably so much cheap property out there, you know, so much cheap property that, that I could purchase if, if only I had, you know, an extra X amount of dollars. But because I've been running with that three-month buffer, yeah, it's going to get me through this time, though, dramas, but I can't capitalize on some of the opportunities that are out there. So it's very interesting that you mentioned there. Uh, And then we were talking about just reinvesting into the business, which it's hard to explain here, but if we just look at it from a a simplistic view, like let's say, whatever, you've made a thousand bucks and you can choose to either live off 500 bucks or you take that whole thousand bucks like okay live off the 500 but then you reinvest that back into the business yeah it might feel like you're not making a lot of money to start with but you're using that 500 to grow to grow that business and then it keeps growing and growing and growing which is important and then um i like how justin mentioned the so the social club because and justin also mentioned like you can get a workout for free no one's paying you that that 30 bucks a week or that you know 50 bucks a week 100 bucks a month for a workout like when you get to the end of the month, and if you're a bit tighter than cash than normal, that's the first thing that's going off there. Uh, I'll work out at home, I'll watch YouTube, I'll Google something, I'll, I'll go on Pinterest. But if it's like, oh man, I'm going to lose my whole social life for that hundred bucks. You know what? That's probably the best hundred bucks that I'm spending all here. You know what? I'm even going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to eat tuna and rice for a couple of days just so I can afford that that hundred bucks because that's more important to me than anything else. On my uh, on my expenses so thank you for bringing that up Justin now what about the other the other people where they're like you know what I was running a boot camp and you know I was paying a school hundred bucks a week to rent it out but I don't have to pay them anymore so you know I don't really have any expenses but you know I'm at home I'm running zoom sessions and what do I do from there what are, what tips have you got for those people this is where it gets really exciting for you guys. If you have the ability to, you know, put your resources and time and energy, if your back's against the wall and you may as well fight for your life, this is a very exciting time because number one, if you've been building up towards getting a studio, don't worry, there'll be plenty going in the next few months. <laughs> Do not worry about that whatsoever. Um, one of the things you do need to learn overall, though, as I've often said, is you need, you need, if you want to survive long term, you need a real business education. Being a PT that knows some Facebook ads is not enough anymore. And we're proving that now because we'll run rings around them because we can do Facebook ads with our eyes closed. Um, 
So if you understand the basics in and outs of business, acquisition, investing, before you think you're ready for it, now's a great time to get your feet wet and um, think about possibilities of collaboration of things. If you know how to do marketing, you, you, know, you know how to do social media, most trainers don't, but maybe you have that asset, but maybe they have a facility and maybe a bunch of clients to start with some revenue. And they're gonna be either screwed in this situation and give up everything and sell their stuff on eBay and default on their lease. Or they could maybe work with you and take an offer you might want to give them of saying, hey, I need a studio. I've got a bunch of clients. I want to drive more clients in there with my marketing skills. Um, you know, you've got a lease on this place. Let's work together, right? And you can, you will find the ego dropping from a lot of coaches right now and they'll be open to more collaborations because it's that or go line up and get a job in Walmart otherwise, right? So, so right now uh, you have an opportunity. There's, there's a, a five major advantages you have right now, opportunities that are unique to this lockdown situation that will not be around in two to three months from now. And if you go all in right now, you, you will not regret it, okay? And just remember that if you're struggling, if you're surviving or thriving right now, it's because of what you did over the last three to six months, maybe 12 months, not because of what you did yesterday. And likewise, if you can agree on that, then it's also where you'll be at the end of this summer, uh, whenever summer is for you guys in Australia, but where you'll be in like six months from now is gonna be largely dependent on what you did today, right? So do not get to that point and then regret, say, look back and I listened to this podcast and Justin said to do all these things, I give my predictions over and over again in the industry. I, I was predicting all this stuff two years ago in my videos and no one listened, right? Apart from our clients. And, and, and now we're buying their gyms off them, right? So literally think about this. You've got opportunity number one, right now in lockdown, organic social media reach and consumption higher than ever. Even if your content's garbage, people are just consuming it because they're bored, right? Imagine what you do if you make good content. So more eyeballs, on your stuff. Paid ads, Facebook, Instagram, Google, cheaper than ever. We're getting $1 leads right now. They're not as qualified leads, but again, we don't care about sales right now. We're just focused on getting the leads. So I, before, if we get qualified leads for say $10 and I, I sell one in five, then you know I'm, I'm buying um, five leads for $50, making one sale. That's cool. Right now though, we're, we're, we're getting cheaper leads however we can, and we're now getting um, we're now getting, uh, for, for $50, we're getting 50 leads. Even if I make just one sale out of 50 leads, to me, that's still good because I get a sale, but also I have 50 people added to my database who will more likely become clients over time when we go back to normal. So Facebook ads and things are cheaper than ever right now. The third thing is that Facebook ads will not be cheaper than ever very soon. When this goes back to normal, they're going to put their prices up and then some because they need to recoup their losses in this period and they know that all the businesses are reopening they're all going to be jumping on facebook ads so a lot of fit pros who think i'm going to wait till things go back to normal sure you'll open up you'll be ready for your big reopening and then facebook are going to say right it's 25 bucks a lead and you're going to say i can't afford that i've lost all my money the last few months and they go well screw you then right so it's better we we can buy up all the buy up all the media now build build a list of two three four thousand people now and then when it comes to summer reopening then we will 
not pay Facebook 25 bucks a call lead. We'll instead just monetize the people we've already been nurturing relationships with and, and turn those into, into clients. So think about that. If you buy just a hundred leads this, in this period for a hundred bucks in advertising at a dollar each, and you know, out of those hundred, five of them become regular bootcamp clients for you in the future, that's, that's $500 a month ROI from a $100 investment today. You've got to plant the seeds now and then it'll turn into fruit later on. So the fourth thing then, so you've got higher organic, cheaper Facebook ads. The ads will go back up even more expensive, so do it now. Fourth thing is your competitors aren't even trying. Most of them are out of business or not doing anything, so less comp competition. You can brand yourself and just be the one person dominating news feeds for the next few months. So when people do start going back to the gym, they'll think of you because you're the only one who actually has done anything the last couple of months they'll assume your competitors have gone out of business. And the fifth thing, which is very interesting, is that influencers right now, you go on Instagram, YouTube, all you see is home workout, home workout, uh, you know, how to, how to you know, use your table, how to swing your baby for a home workout. Oh, it's just, we're just bombarded with home workout. So the mass market is being conditioned by these big influencers to go, you know what, that looks pretty good. You know what, I should do a home workout, you know. You know, that seems kind of fun. I think my friends are doing it. Um, and they're all selling their like, you know, $27 eBooks or whatever. But when they, that person then sees an advert from you, they're preconditioned, they're influenced to want to do home workouts because it's everywhere from all these ripped, amazing, like good looking people. And then they just see your advert and it's like, oh, a trainer in my town is doing this with my local friends and neighbors. Wow. Okay. And yeah, it's a bit more expensive, you know, but more expensive than 27 bucks, but I'm doing it with people going back to that social connection again. Um, so, you know, you can buy, you know, Miss Miami's, you know, how to get an eight pack, eat an apple a day, $7 ebook guide or whatever, or you can jump, they can jump in with you and do this. So, so all those things combined is why we're getting, you know, we're, with the PTs we're working with doing this, they're just getting phenomenal, they're, they're um, getting phenomenal results. And when it comes to your packaging and pricing, you want to include the things I talked about earlier, but pricing is the, is the important thing here. We have a limitation. If you're in the first category of business owners, you have a limitation that we can't really charge less to new people than what our clients are paying, right? Although I wish I could, right? But if you don't have that limitation, if you're not, if you're only, you know, you're hanging on to five, 10 clients or whatever, you have scalability of market. You can come up with that product that we do and you can charge half the price for it. All you're going to pay is your $12.99 Zoom subscription. Um, do not let the marketers tell you that this bullshit about like, you should charge what you're worth and you should be the highest price in town. Yeah, in a good economy. Yeah, in, in a real bad economy. No, you do not want to be the most expensive. You know, Lamborghinis are not flying off the shelf right now. So you can literally, with no overheads, I've, 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 I've been telling guys like, why don't you just charge like 40 bucks for it? 40 bucks a month. Outprice everyone, right? Your market is also bigger than ever because there's, if you have commercial gyms in your area with, you know, uh, three, four, five, five thousand members, the gyms are closed. They're doing nothing for their members. So they could be your prospects now. They might not have looked at your ads before because they, they thought, well, that looks like a good advert, but you know, or content, but I already have a gym membership. Or maybe they wanted to do, they, they couldn't do PT with you. 
the market has grown exponentially because everyone's your customer right now. Um, people that couldn't afford your PT rates can work with you. People that joined a gym can work with you. People that work with competitors can work with you. People who weren't even into fitness will start getting into fitness now out of boredom. They can work. So the market is growing. You can just charge. I've told PTs, like, just charge 40 bucks a month to begin with because then you don't need crazy funnels. You don't need NLP ninja sales tactics. You don't need like any of that stuff that we just used. You don't even, and here's the thing. You don't even need qualified leads. This is where it gets controversial with other marketing people I speak to, right? And I'm like, well, why do you want to, why, what, what's the purpose of a qualified lead? It's so that when we have a phone call with them and sell our usually higher price services, they're more likely to buy. But if you're not selling a higher price service, if it's basically a no brainer deal that gives them no financial resistance right now, which is a good idea in a recession, then, you know, I've got PTs doing this. They're paying $11 a sale right now. They're charging 60 bucks a month. There's one PT I'm working with. He's doing it. His girlfriend teaches yoga. So they combine forces for a $60 a month virtual gym membership. 60 bucks a month they're charging. They're paying $11 cost per sale on Facebook ads. Wow. So they generate like probably 10, 15 leads. They, they call them up. 15 minutes, you get this, you get this. It's 60 bucks. And the prospects go, is that all? I'll sign up me and my friends. Mm. Right, and they're closing one out of twelve leads. They're paying eleven dollars cost per sale. Let's let's this is the guy with a private studio, right? And you know, he thought he he charged three hundred dollars a month for my private. He thought he had to do that online, and I was like, no, that that's not your business. Your business is what the economy needs it to be right now. Um, and then the question, and then the other thing is, he, he can actually start advertising further than his usual reach he can advertise all the major cities in the uk if he wants to so his goal now is to collect i've set him on a target of getting 300 sales of this in the next three months mm. and the question then is though but when we go back to normal how many of these people will will come into his regular spt program and the answer is it doesn't fucking matter right now mm. you, get a, you get a chance to cash in Make a ton of money now, grow your audience exponentially. For every one sale, he's getting 20 more leads. Mm -hmm. So if he gets 100, 200 clients, he's going to have 2,000 size email list. And, uh, and, and really, he should then look at adapting his services and not thinking, I'm an SPT coach, but again, I'm, I'm, whatever, I'm whatever the market needs me to be at this time. And he and now the next thing we're going to work on with all this cash he's building up, we're going to use it to go and take over someone else's studio, so that he can do large groups, mm. right? And so it's now about raising cash right now while we can and building assets of an audience list, so that when we go out there and find um, all the studios that go through the PT apocalypse right now and don't have the cash flow to stick around. Um, we can just go and take the leases over, over for them, take over the equipment for them, maybe even keep that trainer in a job, maybe even still working there. And he can then sell to his massive list he's building right now. Um, he can sell them straight into um, working out at that new studio. So it's about planning now, working now, but also with a future plan in mind of how you're going to reinvest in the growth of your company. Now is... So if you can see like that, there's just an amazing opportunity for you right now. Yes, love that. Wow, amazing again. So if you're in that situation, just rewind 10 minutes and watch that again and again and again. 
But I'll summarize Justin's five points there. Point number one was organic. There's just more people on social media at the moment and organic is free anyway. Justin mentioned even if your content is rubbish, people are gonna see it. So imagine if your content is good or here's a good time to work on your content getting good. So that's one that anyone can do. Uh, paid ads, cheaper than other, uh, cheaper than ever. Justin ran through a whole heap of different stats there. I've seen that as well with my marketing, the cheapest leads I've gotten in like ever since I started Facebook marketing, to be honest. And Justin brought up a good point where, let me think of how to simplify this. Let's just say you got a hundred bucks in your account, okay? You can put that hundred bucks on Facebook ads now and you may get a hundred leads. You can do it again in, in six months time when everything's open, you may only get four leads. So if you, and I'm not saying spend your last hundred bucks on Facebook ads, but the, the message going on there is that you can get cheaper leads now, then you will get in that time, uh, then you will six months down the track. And even further on that still, if you get these leads now, you've got six months of warming these people up. Whereas if you do it in six months time, you've got to make the sale then and there. Um, the third point was then, yeah, essentially don't wait because it is going to be more expensive later on. The fourth point is the competitors. So let's say you're running a local boot camp. Maybe three months ago, there were three other local boot camps in your area and a few studios and two um, big box gyms as well. Now you may only have you and one other person running online Zoom sessions. So there's less competition than ever. And then the fifth one was influencers. You jump on Instagram, you jump on Snapchat. There's all these, um, you know, I don't even use, um, what's the new one? TikTok. I don't even use TikTok, but I did a TikTok video yesterday with a, a skipping drill. So it's just people are conditioned to get into fitness and home workouts. So it's an amazing opportunity. Justin, we're running a bit short on time here, but there's a few questions I'd like to finish off with. The first one revolves around books. You've mentioned throughout this podcast a few things. You read some books here and then you recommend some trainers read some books here. What books do you recommend? If trainers want to learn business, what would you recommend? If you could give us your top two or three books there. Um, great question. I mean, the fundamental business book is going to be The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah. Teaching you the difference between being a technician, a manager, an entrepreneur, and how you adapt. You're, good at, you're going to be good at two of those three things. The third, you need to outsource as soon as you can. A lot of trainers will either be usually techni technician entrepreneurs who can't manage shit. <laughs> so you need, and that's me. I'll work all day in my business. If, if I enjoy it, I can get up and do sessions if I need to. And, but I'm also thinking on the big picture entrepreneur vision managing all that and tidying it all up in between is is not my strong point so i need a strong management team in place for that um if you are more manager entrepreneur you you're gonna suck at being a trainer and, and vice versa so that's a really good book um and then really the other books i've learned you know what i really recommend is um pt spend way too much time learning like just like marketing and funnels and stuff like there's no magic hacks to it um, I've always read from, uh, from the last 15 years autobiographies from people that have run real businesses and more importantly, businesses that go through real turmoil. So I would read stuff like Shoe Dog uh, from Phil Knight, the guy behind uh, about the story of Nike. Um, a good one is uh, From the Ground Up, which is Howard Schultz's newest book, uh, founder of Starbucks, you know. Um, Books like that, anyone who's done like, you know, uh, the, the good book on about from the one from Netflix was good, Reed Hastings, um, the story of Netflix. And what you'll find in all these books, and, and another one is called from Ben Horowitz, 
Uh, Netscape is the company, but the book is called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And what you'll see in all these books is it's real stories of what it really takes to grow a multi-million dollar business. And it's not, I, it, none of them, funnily enough, say I, I, I made a seven-figure funnel and then traveled around the world. It is absolute shit thrown in their face time after time after time again and how they have to think on their feet to solve it and make um, uncomfortable conversations and unpopular decisions. And that is what business is really about. Once you get zero or 10K a month, that's, like, that's the easy part. That's just validating you have a product people want to buy. After that point, it's, 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 it's tough work. It's work daily. You might not be there in the business every day. Like I haven't, I haven't led a fitness session in five years, but you, you keep your, you've got to, you're responsible for everything. And it's emotional resilience and also learning from these guys what kind of challenges come up that you won't anticipate. Stuff like this whole situation is one. Um, and so the more you can be prepared for that emotionally and strategically, you're, you're going to have much more success long-term for the next 20, 30 years, not just the next three months. All these seven-figure funnel guys and stuff, like, yeah, they're making money now, next year, but then where are they going to be three years from now? You know, most of them are gone already. Most of them just go bankrupt. They make, you know, a seven-figure funnel is not a seven-figure business, and the recession will cleanse the market and smoke these people out. And you're going to learn it was mostly all bullshit you learned from them. So learn, I like to learn from real people who grew multi-million dollar or billion dollar companies even before the internet existed. Mm. That's how you know the principles are going to be timeless. Yes, love that. And I've got to admit, huge fan of the, of the e-myth. I've never read any of those other books that you mentioned. So I can't wait to jump on Amazon right now and uh, purchase them right now. Now, Justin, this was a fascinating podcast. I had the time of my life. I learned so much. I'm sure everyone listening feels the same as well. I just want to confirm the best place to go if any of my audience want to follow you further is your justindevonshire.com slash biolinks. Is that the best place for people to follow you? Yeah, that's the best place if you just want to find you know, my free content, uh, podcast, YouTube. I've got hours and hours of stuff. Um, you can find out what you like. There's some freebies and things on there. Um, and if you would like to reach out with a personal question or ask me anything particular about this, and you can just find me on uh, Justin Devonshire on, on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, I'm happy to chat there. Awesome. Well, Justin, that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Is there anything we missed? Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Is there anything you want to get off your chest before we, we leave you to it in Cyprus there? Oh, there's a lot we could still talk about for uh, several, several hours or days, but maybe we'll, we'll do it again in the future sometime. But overall, guys, like I would just say, look, in this situation, again, remember, take accountability for the fact that if, if you know, this situation didn't cause your business problems, it only highlighted them. That's what you, if you don't accept that, you're not accepting responsibility. Uh, and responsibility is the ability to respond. So if you don't respond to the situation like this with a thought out conscious plan of action and, and, and think, okay, this is how it is. Let's just accept it. But here's what I can make of this situation and how I can turn it around for my benefit. Yes. And yes, there's going to be a lot of hard work to do. It's a recession. You're going to have to work harder. A lot of PTs have to drop the entitlement they've been given. It's not all their fault. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors and 
lifestyle, laptop lifestyle stuff you've been thrown at you for the last five years from people who've never even grown a successful business and most of which are all bankrupt now. Um, if you want to be in this game long term, like I've been for over 10 years and you want multiple locations and you want them to run without you even having to be there every day, it is not going to be easy. It will be fun. It'll be rewarding. It'll be challenging. It'll be worth it. It'll be the best thing you ever do in your life. But one thing, it will not be easy. Um, and you wouldn't want it to be, to be honest, right? Because you, you, the lessons you're going to get through situations like this, it's, it's not the things you get at the end of the day. It's who you become in getting there. I can pay myself double the money and have over 100K a year, but what am I going to do with that, right? Coffee, coffee is the same price, isn't you know? So you're really going to come to a point where it's not about getting the flash cars and the holidays and the Rolexes and stuff like that. Um, you will really start to to think about growing and building something that is your project for life. And it becomes about serving um, your family or your employees and your customers. And your, your, as, as the more you grow a business, you know, it, it's something Andy Frisella says, who has a great podcast, that we think the bigger we grow this lifestyle freedom business, we're going to be um, answer to fewer people. But it's actually the opposite. The more you grow the business, you answer to more people. I answer to 140 FitPro clients who all have my personal cell number. I answer to my 10 full-time employees, my four gym managers, um, you know, uh, and, and the 300 clients at our gym. Anything goes wrong, ultimately, I accept responsibility for it. Because it's the only way, not blame, but responsibility. Blame is, you know, who caused the problem. Responsibility is who's going to fix it. Mm. And only by having that mentality are you going to get through um, challenging situations like this uh, by saying, whatever's happened, happened, but what can I do now to do this and keep adding value to people? And that's, that's the only mindset that's ever going to get you through this at the end of the day. Yes, love that. Great, 100%. All right, Justin, thank you very much for your time. All right, it was a blast. Thank you. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.